It is a good thing to be in the house of the Lord. Es una bendición estar en la casa de Dios. I want you to say amen. I want you to clap your hands. I want you to honk your horn. Do whatever you can to express your confidence in God this morning. Praise the Lord. If you brought a Bible, go please to 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Si usted trajo su Biblia, esta tarde vamos a ir a, uh, esta mañana vamos a ir a Primera de Corintios, capítulo 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Segunda de Corintios, el capítulo 1. The words of the Apostle Paul to a suffering church. Son las palabras del apóstol Pablo a una iglesia que estaba pasando por grande tribulación. They were in the midst of a suffering world. Estaban en medio de un mundo lleno de sufrimiento. Our world today is full of suffering and fear, anxiety and distress. And the words of the apostle Paul in his day speak to us today. Because the Bible is the inspired word of God. Although Paul and the crisis which he wrote to is different from our time and our crisis, we serve the same God. The words of the scripture remind us today of the comfort that we find in God. La palabra de Dios nos recuerda hoy de el consuelo que tenemos en Dios. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 3. Segunda de Corintios, el capítulo 1 y el verso 3. The Bible says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in our affliction so that we will not be, pardon, so that we will be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For just as the sufferings of Christ are ours in abundance, so also our comfort is abundant through Christ. But if we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation, or if we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which is in effect to effect the patience and enduring of the same. And our hope for you is firmly grounded, knowing that as you are sharers of our sufferings, so also you are sharers of our comfort. For we do not want you to be unaware, brethren, of our affliction, which came to us in Asia, that we are burdened excessively beyond our strength, so that we despaired even of life. Indeed, we had the sentence of death within ourselves, so that we would not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead, who delivers us from so great a peril of death, and will deliver us, he on whom we have set our hope, and he will yet deliver us. You also joining in helping us through your prayers, so that thanks may be given by many persons on our behalf for the favor bestowed on us through the prayers of many. Would you bow your head with me? If you're sitting at home, would you bow your head with me, please? Let's go to God in prayer. 
Father, we thank you this morning for the privilege of being called sons of God. We pray that you would anoint my lips of clay to preach the word of the living God. And I ask that you would anoint the hearing of this congregation, wherever they may be this morning, whether seated in this parking lot or in their homes. I pray for those who are coming by Facebook and the conference call, that the presence and power of God would be manifest where they are, that you would be glorified in all that we say and do. In Jesus' name, amen. This morning I want to share with you about the God of all comfort. Quiero compartir esta mañana sobre el Dios de todo consuelo. As I mentioned, the Apostle Paul is writing to a church that was enduring suffering. Pablo hablaba a una iglesia la cual padecía de mucho sufrimiento. And their day, the suffering was perhaps for different reasons. La razón de su sufrimiento en ese día era por diferente razón. Sin embargo, era igual al nuestro. Nevertheless, it's much like ours today. Within a week, our nation and the world has changed. Dentro de una semana, uh, nuestro mundo y la nación ha cambiado. Things are changing every hour, it seems. Parece que las cosas están cambiando cada hora. And the church today is gathered in this drive-in service because we want to honor the request of our president to help slow the, the spread of the coronavirus. But we're gathered here for another reason. We're gathered here because we recognize that in days of trouble, in days of trial, in days like these, there is no better place to be than in the house of God. That we must find the face of God. The psalmist writes in Psalm 75 about his great anxiety he said, I was despairing, I was hopeless, I was angry, I was frustrated until I came to the house of God. That reminds us, friend, that there is a tremendous impact and power that comes to life when you and I come into the presence of the living God. Maybe this morning many are not able to gather in a Christian church building. They're gathered in their living rooms. They're gathered in their kitchens. They're gathered around a table. You're gathered here today. Why are we here? Why do we insist on being in the presence of God? Because God is the God of all comfort. Our comfort is not found in man. Our comfort is not found in the promises or in the hopes of political institutions. Our comfort is found in the Almighty God. Now, Paul uses three phrases here in this passage that help describe our situation this morning. Pablo usa tres frases aquí en el verso 8 que ayudan a describir nuestra condición hoy. He said we are burdened excessively. Dijo estamos gravemente bajo presión. Today we sense the burden an excessive burden, the burden and the weight of, of a virus that has afflicted our nation and the nations of the world. 
this burden is upon our national leaders. It is upon those making the decisions about the health and well-being of our nation. Esta carga es tremenda, una carga sobre nuestra, nuestro liderazgo nacional, una carga sobre las instituciones médicas, a tremendous burden on our medical institutions. And I ask you to join with me in praying for all doctors and nurses and people on the front lines that God would strengthen them in carrying this burden. Les pido que se unan conmigo en orar para todos aquellos que cargan esta tremenda carga. Que la carga sea liviana a través de la oración del pueblo de Dios. No doubt this is also a burden to you. También es una carga para usted y para mí. The changing of our lifestyles, el cambio de nuestro estilo de vida, se hace una carga hacia nosotros. Paul then says, we are beyond strength. Luego dice Pablo, estamos más allá que nuestra fuerza. He explains that the strength of man fails in times like this. Entendemos las palabras de Pablo porque la fuerza del hombre falla en tiempos como este. There is a day when our strength fails. Hay un día cuando nuestra fuerza falla. Oh friend, maybe that is this day. Quizá ese sea este día. Maybe this week is that day for our nation. Quizá esta semana. But I assure you of this, there is a God who does not have a failing strength. Tenemos un Dios el cual y cuya fuerza nunca falla. Y el cual es nuestro amparo y fortaleza. He is our strength and our comfort on, in this day. And then Paul says, we despair even of life. Luego dice Pablo, desesperamos aún de la vida. Paul explains the fact that even life itself seems unsure. Aún la vida parece ser insegura. We look around and wonder what's going to happen to our life. Are we ever going to be the same again? Será uh, igual otra vez? I don't know. I doubt in a lot of ways. That our nation will ever be the same again. Dudo que en muchas formas la vida siga igual como antes en nuestra nación. But I am sure of this. That although there are some things that perhaps will never be the same again. There are many things that will continue to be the same. And one of those things is that you and I will always have hope and comfort in God. Usted y yo siempre tenemos consuelo y esperanza en Dios. Are you despairing even of life this morning? Si usted desespera aún de la vida esta mañana, le animo a mirar hacia, hacia arriba. I encourage you to look up. Look up to the God of heaven. Mira hacia el Dios de los cielos. He is your hope and he is the hope of America. Él es tu esperanza y la esperanza de esta nación y de todas las naciones say amen if you believe that now Paul gives us three promises that we can hold on to this morning Pablo nos da estas tres promesas que usted y yo podemos recibir esta mañana first of all he says we have a God who is a God of all comfort nos dice que tenemos un Dios el Dios de todo consuelo I want you to know this this morning. 
The way we worship is different. The way that we live our lives is different. And we pray that this will all be over soon. But friends, God is your comfort. Dios es tu consuelo. The word comfort reminds us of three things. La palabra consuelo nos enseña tres cosas. First of all, it reminds us that God refreshes those who are weary. The word comfort means to refresh. La palabra consolar representa el refrescar. El recibir una copa de agua. To receive a cup of cold water after a, a weary day's work. This moment that you and I are in today is testing our strength. It's testing the psychology of our nation. It's testing even the uh, physical ability of man to endure all of these changes at once. But friend, there is a cup of cold water in the hand of God this morning. And he says, come unto me and drink, all ye who are thirsty, and I will give you uh, a drink of the living water. A water of which you will never thirst again. If you'll come to God this morning, He'll refresh your soul. He'll give you a newness of life and a newness of spirit. Those of us who have drunk, uh, have taken a drink of this living water, we know its incredible power and grace. Para nosotros que hemos bebido de esta agua viva, entendemos el poder de esta promesa de parte de Dios. The word comfort also means a word of encouragement. La palabra consuelo también representa una palabra de ánimo. When someone walks up to you and says everything is going to be okay. They are expressing comfort to you. Cuando alguien te dice no te preocupes, todo va a salir bien. Están expresando una palabra de consuelo. Today I want to remind you. That God has a word for you. God's word for you is a word of encouragement. He says to you, do not give up. Do not despair. Hope thou in God. Put your confidence in God. Look to God. Keep the faith. This will pass. God will bring you through. And sooner or later, you will see the grace and glory of God in your life and in our nation. The Word of God this morning is replete with encouragement for every single one of our hearts. And so I encourage you to go to the words of the Scripture this week. When you hear the alarming reports of the media, go to the Word of God. When you hear the, the gossip in the community, about did you hear did you hear and the rumors that surround us go to the word of God I remind you this morning the word of God tells us men shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God our comfort comes from hearing the voice of the spirit of God this morning saying to us peace be still God is in control Tell your neighbor this morning, God is in control. Do you believe that? There's comfort in knowing that God is in control. Then he tells us that we have this comfort. And he says in verse 5, that we have comfort in all of our afflictions. Now that word comfort means one more thing. It means 
uh, it literally is the Greek word paraclete. La palabra consuelo es la palabra griega paracletos. Que es la palabra que Jesús usó cuando él describió al Espíritu Santo. This is the same word that Jesus described uh, the Holy Spirit with. He said, I will not leave you orphan, but I will send you a comforter. Él dijo, no los dejaré huérfano, sino que les enviaré un consolador. Listen, friends, you and I do not walk alone because we have a comforter in all of our afflictions. Someone say all. All of our afflictions, we have a comforter. He is the person of the Holy Spirit. He is the eternal third person of the Godhead. And He is your companion through this trial. And He is my companion and will be with us, not just for the duration of this national emergency, but the Holy Spirit will be with us for the duration of our life. He is the one that God has promised to us to be with us always. And so He will. His comfort, His presence means that He comes and walks alongside of us. El Espíritu Santo viene a caminar al lado de nosotros. And so this morning, our comfort is a great comfort in knowing that we do not walk alone. There is no valley so deep. There is no darkness so dark that you can walk through and have to be afraid because you have been given a promise that though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death itself we will fear no evil why because God is with us and the Holy Spirit of God is with you say amen if you believe that we are surrounded every day by the presence and power of the Holy Spirit Paul says we have comfort in all of our afflictions not just the small ones but the great ones too Dice Pablo que tenemos consuelo en toda nuestra aflicción. No solo las pequeñas, pero las grandes también. And then he says this in verse, in verse uh, 5. He says, uh, in verse 4, rather, he says, we are able to comfort others. Dice Pablo en el verso 4. Por el consuelo que tenemos nosotros, también podemos consolar a alguien más. You realize that you have power against the coronavirus. I said you have power against the coronavirus. You have the power to comfort somebody else this week. Usted tiene el poder de ser consuelo para alguien más esta semana. When the world is filled with fear, you speak of hope. When the world is discouraged, you speak of the faith that you have in Christ. This is the comfort that we have, but it's not ours only. We can share it with the world. You and I have good news, church. You and I have the good news of the gospel, of the saving grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. We have good news. Our God saves from sin. Our God heals from disease. Our God raises the dead. Our God is coming back again. Our God is in power and authority and sits on the throne of glory. His presence with us empowers us to comfort those around us who are worried. Listen, when you go in public and you hear somebody cough, don't squint at them and give them an ugly look. 
Smile at them. Tell them everything's going to be okay. Encourage somebody this week. Encourage yourself in God. And encourage someone else with the word of God. Go online and encourage your friends. Go on the phone and encourage your neighbors. Use every means that you have available to you in this time to spread the word of hope to our world. Usted y yo podemos consolar a nuestro amigo, nuestro vecino. Cuando vemos a alguien toser en el público, no lo mire mal, sino que dígales todo va a estar bien. Confía en Dios. Este ministerio es de la iglesia. This ministry belongs to the church. Someone said this week, the government can provide the finances and the resources that we need in order to fight the coronavirus. But it cannot provide hope. It cannot provide comfort. You are the one who can do that. It is your ministry and my ministry to bring comfort to a hurting world. And this comfort is ours today. In the year 165 A.D., a plague came upon the Roman Empire. Llegó una plaga sobre el imperio romano. The sick were left out in the street to die. Los enfermos eran depositados en la calle para morir. The rich who could afford to do so went into the mountains, into their castles and palaces to hide. Los ricos fueron a las montañas y a sus, cala, a, a sus palacios, castillos para esconderse. But there was one group that didn't run. There was one group that didn't hide. It was the Christians. Había un grupo que no corrió. No se escondió. Eran los cristianos. They went into the streets. They found the sick and the dying. Entraron a las calles. Se encontraron a los enfermos y los muriendo. Y les daban lo que ellos podían para traer salud. They brought them the comfort and the medicine that they could they cared for them sometimes all they could do was give them a meal a cup of cold water and an encouraging word the bishop of Alexandria at the time he wrote about how the Christians would go into this danger he said they some of them risked their lives others of them gave their lives and others of them exchanged their life so that a sick person could be healed. This was the work and ministry of the church nearly 2,000 years ago. And this is our ministry still today. You and I have been given the privilege of being the hands and feet of Jesus to America and to the nations of the world. Let us take our hope and share it with the world around us. Tomemos pues nuestra esperanza Y vamos a repartirla así como esos cristianos en el imperio romano que salieron a las calles para curar los enfermos. Algunos dieron su vida, otros se enfermaron queriendo rescatar a alguno. Pero en todo ellos obraron porque eran las manos y los pies de nuestro Señor Jesucristo. We are the hands and feet of Jesus. And this is the promise we have from the word of God that we have this comfort in abundance dice Pablo tenemos este consuelo en abundancia oh friend it may seem today that there is no not much abundance 
You can't find toilet paper or water or other basic things at the store. Quizá parece que no hay abundancia hoy. Parece ser que lo más básico no lo puede hallar en la tienda. But I'll tell you, we have one thing in abundance. Tenemos algo en abundancia. Es el consuelo y la paz de Dios. It is the comfort and the peace of God. And this peace will never die. Este consuelo jamás terminará. Corrie Ten Boon was a woman in Amsterdam who was taken into the concentration camps because of her attempts to rescue the Jews from the Holocaust. La mujer hermana Corrie Ten Boom rescató a muchos uh, judíos durante, durante el holocausto en Alemania. Ella era de Amsterdam. Fue arrestada y puesta en un uh, uh, campo de concentración. She wrote about the dark days in that concentration camp. Ella escribió de los días terribles de ese centro de concentración. She saw her sister die. Ella vio a su hermana morir. When it was over, she wrote to the world saying, There is no pit so deep that Christ is not deeper still. Ella habiendo pasado por esto dijo al mundo, no hay pozo tan profundo el cual Cristo no es aún más profundo listen friend maybe your fear today is not the coronavirus maybe you fear losing your marriage maybe you fear losing your children maybe you've been attacked by other disease by cancer or diabetes you've been afflicted on all sides by different things can I tell you however deep that pit might be that you think you're in there is a God who is deeper still and His comfort and His grace abounds toward you. La gracia de Dios, amigo, hermano, abunda hacia ti. Más profundo que el pozo donde tú piensas que te encuentres hoy está la gracia y el consuelo de Dios. Let His peace fill your life. Deja que su paz llene tu vida. Now Paul says the second thing we have Ahora la segunda promesa que dice el apóstol Pablo in verse 7. He says we have hope. Everyone say I have hope. Say it again, I have hope. One more time, said I have hope. Dice Pablo en el verso 7 que tenemos esperanza. The word hope in the in the New Testament isn't just like an I hope so. La palabra esperanza en el Nuevo Testamento no es solamente un a bueno a la mejor, sino que la palabra esperanza en el Nuevo Testamento es esperanza en Dios. La expectativa a Dios, hacia Dios. Hope in the New Testament is expectation toward God. You and I have this morning an expectation toward God. Now I want to ask you a question. Have you ever seen God work in your life? Le hago esta pregunta. ¿Ha usted visto a Dios obrar en su vida? Let me ask you again. Have you seen God work in your life? Then, friends, if He's done it once, he can do it again. 
Si Él lo hizo una vez, lo puede hacer otras veces. Listen, you've seen Him bring you out of financial trouble. Usted lo ha visto a Dios sacarlo a usted de un problema, un crisis financiero. You've seen Him rescue your business out of financial need. Why would you now panic and say, Oh God, can you do it today? I'm telling you, God is able. Our hope is in God. Nuestra esperanza está en Dios. We've seen God heal our bodies. He can do it again. We've seen God heal our nation. He can do it again. Hemos visto a Dios sanar nuestro cuerpo y sanar a nuestra nación y lo veremos hacerlo de nuevo. Dijo Pablo, tenemos una esperanza que tiene una raíz fuerte, firme. Paul said we have a hope that is firmly grounded. Like a tree that endures a mighty storm. Como una esperanza, perdón, como un árbol el cual puede pasar por grandes tormentas. The storm rages, the winds howl and roar. La tormenta se levanta, vientos soplan con fuerte uh, y poderosa uh, favor y parece que ese, ar ese árbol es doblado. It seems like that tree will be bent, but when the storm is past, the tree remains because it's grounded firmly. E ese árbol permanece porque es firme, porque ha sido arraigado firmemente. That tree is you. This morning, ese árbol es usted esta mañana. You and I have a firm hope. Usted y yo tenemos una, una firme esperanza. Where is our hope rooted? ¿Dónde está nuestra esperanza arraigada? Our hope is not in the federal government. Nuestra esperanza no está en el gobierno federal. Our hope is not in the resilience of mankind. Nuestra esperanza no está en la fuerza de la humanidad. Our hope is not in boundless optimism of the human spirit. Nuestra esperanza no está en el optimismo del espíritu humano. Our hope is in, in the unchanging and eternal God. Nuestra esperanza está en el Dios que no cambia, el Dios eterno. Our hope is grounded in a God who does not change. The nature of God remains. La naturaleza de Dios continúa. Listen. God was God before coronavirus. Say amen somebody. God is God during coronavirus. God will be God after coronavirus. Our hope is rooted in God. Nuestra esperanza está arraigada en Dios. Our hope is so great. Nuestra esperanza es tan fuerte que traspasa la muerte. Our hope is so great that it goes beyond death what is everyone so afraid of right now really not afraid of the coronavirus people are afraid of death de que está el mundo asustado hoy 
están asustados no por un virus sino por la muerte Friends Have we forgotten That our hope goes beyond death Que no se nos olvide Que nuestra esperanza va allá Más allá que la muerte The book of Hebrews Tells us in Hebrews chapter 6 And verse 19 Hebreos 6, 19 Dice la palabra del Señor Que nuestra esperanza es como un ancla Que ha traspasado la muerte Our hope is like an anchor for the soul Both sure and steadfast One which enters the veil Where Jesus has entered as a forerunner for us Esta ancla Dice, dice el escritor de Hebreos ha traspasado la muerte donde Cristo está El cual entró primero Jesus, listen friends Jesus came to earth And on, the, on the earth he was a sinless perfect man Sobre la tierra Cristo vino y vivió una vida perfecta He died on the cross Él murió en la cruz del Calvario And on the cross he took all of the disease And all of the sin of all of the world. Él en la cruz tomó toda la enfermedad y todo el pecado de todo el mundo. The cross reaches back toward Adam and covers every man, woman, and child that will put faith in Christ from Adam unto the cross. The cross reaches forward into eternity and covers every man, woman, and child that will, will, will put faith in Jesus. And in his cross, the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ has covered you and I in this precious hope. And then he went to the grave. And his body rested in the grave for three days. But friends, death itself could not hold him. I said death itself could not hold him. And on the third day he rose again in power and in great glory. El día tercero. Él se levantó de entre los muertos con poder y gran gloria. This is our hope. Esta es nuestra esperanza. That the same Jesus that conquered death is at work in our life by the power of the Holy Spirit. El mismo Espíritu que venció la muerte está obrando en nosotros por el poder del Espíritu Santo. Say it again, I have hope. One more time, I have hope. Here's the third promise. Aquí está la tercera promesa. Dice el apóstol Pablo, Paul says twice. God will deliver us. Dice dos veces Pablo, Dios nos rescatará. He says in verse 9. The sentence of death is upon us. But in verse 10 he says, The God who raised up Jesus from the dead, who delivered us from the great peril of death, will deliver us. He on whom we have set our hope, and he will yet deliver us. Dice Pablo, sobre el cual hemos puesto nuestra esperanza, él nos rescatará. 
Have you put your hope in Jesus? Have you put your hope in God? If you have friends, he says, because our hope is in Christ, he will deliver us. I want to encourage you this morning. You're a child of God. You're in covenant with God. Usted es hijo de Dios. Usted está en pacto con Dios. Y Él lo libertará. He will deliver you. You look around and say, who can rescue us? Look up. Because He will yet deliver us. Aún nos libertará. When you've been backed into the corner and you don't seem to have an answer, a solution, or hope, look up. Say with me this morning, He will yet deliver us. Dígalo conmigo esta mañana, Él nos libertará. Say it again, He will yet deliver us. Una vez más, Él nos libertará. Are you worried about your finances? Worried about losing your car, your job, your house? He will yet deliver you. ¿Está usted preocupado por sus finanzas? Teme perder su casa, su carro, su trabajo. Él te libertará. Are you worried about your health? Has the doctor given you bad news? Has the coronavirus filled your heart with fear? He will yet deliver you. Está tu corazón atribulado por la enfermedad. Estás asustado por este virus. Él te libertará. Pon tu confianza en Él. Put your faith in Him. Now I want you to just get real quiet before God this morning and pray for America because I want to speak for the, to the nation for a moment. Quiero hablar a la nación un momento. Así que silencie su corazón y ayúdeme a orar. America. We've sinned against God. We've left Him out of our politics, our education, and even our churches. We've sinned against the God who blessed us. This nation was founded on the principle that God was our King. This nation was founded on a reliance and trust in God. He's heard us before when we've prayed. And I want to call you this morning to pray to the God of heaven. Pray to the God who sent his son Jesus to die for you on the cross. Say yes to him. 
He will yet deliver you. These days in which our nation finds itself are critical. They are days of fear and devastation. But they don't have to be final days. Put your hope in Jesus today. Call upon God. Call upon the only one that can save. For friend, the Bible says that if anyone will call upon him, he will under no circumstances turn them away. I believe God will rescue America and the nations of the world if we will turn to him. And so this morning, I want to call you to Christ. Turn to him today. Beville, turn to Jesus. Texas, turn to Jesus. America, turn to Jesus. Let the whole world bow its knee to the living God. For he's the God who loves you. The God who sent his son to die on the cross for the remission of your sins. He will yet deliver us. However dark the days may be which come, our hope is in God. Father, I pray for this nation this morning. I pray for the nations of the world. I pray that you would remove the blindness from our eyes. That you would cause us to see that there is but one hope. And it is the Lord. I pray that you would save more lost people in this nation than we have ever seen. Send an awakening to our land. Send an awakening to the church. Let our hearts be turned to you. And never again turned away. We ask in Jesus' name.